on with Mr. Polito this morning, and we gave a little bit of a eulogy to Microsoft Internet Explorer, finally almost gone. I don't know if it'll ever be completely gone. So here we go with Mr. Polito. Our good friend, Craig Peterson. Nothing like a little rage against the machine to introduce our tech talk guru, the master of all machines, right? He is our tech talk guru here to talk about the death of Microsoft Explorer. What is that? Joining us now, Craig Peterson. Good morning, Craig. Hey, good morning. Microsoft Explorer, of course, had been used for years by Microsoft in order to let you go online. And it was the source of a major lawsuit against Microsoft. Right now, you're talking about what's happening with this whole Apple lawsuit and what direction is it going to go, what's happening. Microsoft had this major problem years ago, and that is it did not have anything to do with the Internet at all. Microsoft was a very much a latecomer to the Internet and to all of the connectivity that comes from it. And so what they did is they stole, borrowed some software from NCSA, this lab over in Europe, and used that as a basis to create a web browser. And since, of course, Microsoft didn't really care so much about the Internet, they never put much thought or work into it. However, many of these kids that are doing programming thought Internet Explorer is the way to go. And the people who were running the businesses who had Windows on their desks, they looked at it and said, Internet Explorer is what we need to do. So a large percentage of businesses, over 50% of businesses, designed their websites to work with Internet Explorer Mm. and never bothered checking any other web browsers out there to see if they were compatible. So Microsoft got even more and more into this, and Microsoft added things to Internet Explorer, made it the most dangerous browser on the (laughs) Internet. It, It allowed websites to take control of your computer. It allowed websites to download malicious software and start running with it. It Microsoft are just ah sometimes drives me crazy. Well, let's so, let, you just put a lot out there. So let's just go back and take a look at it. First of all, Danny and I were laughing earlier, and you just said it. Oh, Microsoft didn't think this internet was going to be a big deal. Yeah. So Bill Gates is a right. real genius. Something comes along like the internet. Eh. So Netscape was really the big browser in the beginning. Am I correct? Well, it was one of the early uh, browsers. It was a very Yeah, a very popular one. The Internet didn't really start really going anywhere until the browsers came out. NCSA Mosaic was really the first one. Wow. And I I used that one extensively way back when. And yeah, Firefox has been around for a very, very long time. Yeah. And so Microsoft, yeah, as part of its incredible eternal arrogance, decided that it would wire Internet Explorer into the operating system, for lack of a better term. You could argue that Microsoft has never had a true operating system until the latest ones, but it hardwired them in. So now you had places like Firefox, Mozilla Project, and some of these other 
like Google, et cetera, say, wait a minute, we, we have browsers and there is no way to delete Internet Exploder off of your computer. <laughs> I forgot about that nickname, Internet Exploder, Craig. You're, we're talking with our tech talk guru, Craig Peterson. We're having a little bit of a wake here. He's uh, performing the eulogy for Internet Explorer. So they get rid of it. Does that mean that Microsoft is out of the browsing business? Oh, in a very big way. See, Microsoft decided that people thought that Microsoft was it. They're, yeah. they're the go-to oh, people. Yeah. And so they said, we've got to get rid of, first of all, we've got to get it out of the operating system because the courts ordered it. <laughs> and so they finally did. And so now there's some competition in the browser space. And then mm-hmm. they came up with the Edge browser. No. And yet you could still use Internet Explorer on your Windows computer. And so came with it because so many websites were so poorly programmed, they would only ever work with this one browser. So they came up with the Edge browser, which was their answer to everything. And, of course, it didn't work so good. It didn't work with most websites that had any complexity to them. And so they came up with another Edge browser, and they called it Edge because it was a completely different browser. Mm-hmm. And then they went and said, okay, this just isn't working so well. So nowadays, Microsoft Edge browser is, do you have a drum roll? Oh, yeah. I hold on. Hold on a second. Here. I got it ready. Oh, okay. All right. Here we go. Microsoft Edge is actually Google Chrome. Ta-da! Are you kidding? There you go. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's based on... What, what Microsoft did is they used, Google had open source, in other words, made available the, the source code, the program, and they called it Chromium. Okay. And Chromium is the base for, for the Chrome web browser, Google Chrome web browser. Wow. So now Microsoft Edge, the latest versions of Edge, they have completely ditched all of their terrible software or web browsers anyways. They've still got plenty left. And they are now, if you're running Microsoft Edge, you are actually running Google Chrome. <laughs> and Microsoft, of course, has made changes to it and is tracking you in different ways. And Jim, number one question I have from listeners really is, what browser should I use? And your answer to that oh, question is? You want the answer? It, it depends, but Firefox. Absolutely Firefox. Wow. I haven't been yeah. I haven't been using it. Here at work, I use Chrome. I, yeah. I did use it on my home laptop, Firefox, but I, I hardly use my laptop at home anymore because I use my smartphone or my tablet to do most things yeah. when I'm at home. So that's all very interesting. Now let's move on to something that came up earlier and you made the recommendation said, Jim, start using DuckGo for your mm-hmm. searching because they don't track you and they have better rhythms. They don't get political with their algorithms. You said, Jim, if you're going shopping, yes, Google is still the best place to go. But if you want information, mm-hmm. it's DuckGo. This came up earlier because we've been discussing the power that Google exerts in politics And there's real evidence that if you search for a liberal candidate for office versus a conservative, you're going to get 
better results of the liberal or the the liberals results are going to be at the top of results as opposed to a conservative and google says the algorithm it's based on hits and baloney people make Mm -hmm. algorithms algorithms don't drop from the sky right Yeah. yeah you're absolutely right yeah, and, and there is no such thing as artificial intelligence, at least not in this day and age. Mm-hmm. But here's, I mentioned this to you before, I think, but here's a quote from a study that was done, and it's up on, this is Student News Daily, but uh, it's talking about a study that I read. We found significant pro-liberal bias on Google, enough quite easily to have flipped all three congressional districts in Orange County, California, from wow. Republican to Democrat. Okay, a very big deal. And that the study looked at the 2016, looked at 2018 as well. I haven't seen any good studies out yet about 2020. But Google, and you and I saw this, Google goes in and purposely makes changes to the recommendations, the search results. So you can look for a story and hardly find any evidence of yeah. it. And yet that story was covered by all of the major news agencies, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, you name it. They all discuss it, and yet you look for it on Google, and it just doesn't show up. So you're right. An algorithm, a computer program is written by a person. Computers are not writing the code, and there are biases in everything. You and I would agree. We're biased, right? I look at thousands of articles. Of course, thousands of articles. And I put together six to ten of them every week that I think are important. That's showing some bias. Right. I thought they were important. And and that's the reason you're talking about things today, uh, George Floyd and other things, right. because you think they're important. And so that bias leaks out. And when it comes to Google and almost all of these big tech, not only does it leak out, they enforce their bias on you, which is right. why I recommend Go. And then for browsers... Firefox, Mozilla, Firefox is a good general browser. There are some reasons not to use it. And I still recommend Epic, E-P-I-C, if you want very private browsing. Uh, It's not quite as good as it used to be, but it's also based on Chromium. It's basically Google Chrome that they ripped all of the tracking code out of. EpicBrowser.com is where you can find it online. Oh, this has been fantastic. Very helpful, as usual. And uh, Firefox and DuckGo. And that is Craig's opinion. His well-educated opinion, but that's his opinion. Look, Craig, I've got an example for you, and then I've got to let you go. Kathy and I went to a museum with the boys in New York City this past weekend. And the museum, it's called the Frick Museum. It's right near the Met. And their location is undergoing renovations. They're actually in an old mansion. And so they're in a temporary location where they couldn't show their entire collection. So they picked from their collection what they thought was best. The curator came up with what they thought was best, in their opinion, in their collection. And... That's exactly what Google people are doing, except it involves politics, not art, politics. 
And that's the issue I have with it. I'll take the opinion of a curator who will say this is what we think is the finest in our collection, but not Google. No, not when it comes to politics. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and you're right doing that. Uh, DuckDuckGo, by the way, you can set it as your default search engine on your Android device, on your iOS device, on your computers. Great. It's, you can, it's integrated everywhere. It's just not the default. Yeah, I think it's great. Craig, how is your lovely wife doing? How is her recovery going from her fall? Absolutely amazing. We saw the doctor yesterday, and she is only three weeks now post-op emergency surgery. And she's doing better than most of the patients at six months. Wow. So amazing. Yeah, she's doing amazing. That's great. Send her our best. And then how do people get in touch with you? so that you can send them wow. your best. If you go to craigpeterson.com slash subscribe, you can subscribe, get the newsletter. I'm going to send you a bunch of little special reports. They're five to ten pages telling you what to do to help make your life safer. All It's all free, okay? I'm not trying to squeeze you for anything, but you do have to sign up. Mm-hmm. And I'll send those to you all automatically. You'll get my... Not quite weekly with Karen Down newsletter as well. And you can also get links right there to the podcast. So you can listen to my whole shows on the weekend. Great. Craig Peterson, everybody, our tech talk guru. Craig, I look forward to talking with you next week. You too, Jim. Take care. Thanks.